Yo, welcome back. Today we are talking about how to use diet breaks and refeeds for easier fat loss. So the question is, can eating more food by taking a diet break or refeed during a fat loss phase really help you make losing body fat easier? When done properly, the answer is yes. Most people just don't understand how to apply these strategies properly for fat loss. So today's episode is here to teach you the science behind diet breaks and refeeds and how we use them with online clients to help them achieve easier, more sustainable fat loss. So to kick this off, let's talk about refeeds by first defining what a refeed is. So simply a refeed is a one to three day period of taking your calories from a deficit, aka below maintenance, back up to maintenance. Now this is typically done by increasing calories almost exclusively via carbs. On the flip side, we have diet breaks. So a diet break is essentially the bigger brother to refeeds. Four days to usually two to three weeks where calories are returned to maintenance levels. Now, a large portion of this calorie increase can come from carbs, but it's also more common for protein and or fat to be added back in during this time. So the question is, why take diet breaks and refeeds? Now, the primary reason you'll hear people promote diet breaks is to prevent metabolic adaptation. So your body has four ways it burns calories. We have basal metabolic rate or BMR. So your BMR is the number of calories your body burns just to stay alive. Um, things like your heart pumping, breathing, etc. Generally, the heavier you are, the higher your BMR will be. We have the thermic effect of food or TEF, which is calories burned during digestion. Um, it takes energy to turn the food you consume into energy, and this is TEF. We have non-exercise activity thermogenesis or NEAT, which is all the calories you burn in your everyday movement outside of the gym with things like fidgeting, pacing, and blinking. And we have the thermic effect of exercise or TEE, which is calories burned, lifting weights, doing cardio, etc. Now, these four components make up your metabolism. As you eat fewer calories and get leaner, your metabolism adapts to prevent you from withering away into nothing. So your body is smaller, so thus BMR decreases. You're eating less food, so the thermic effect of food decreases, given macro composition stays the same. The thermic effect of exercise decreases because it takes fewer calories to move your smaller body. Neat generally decreases because you feel lethargic due to a lack of calories, plus levels of a hormone called leptin also decrease. This leads to an increase in hunger and less energy expenditure. Now, as you eat more and gain more fat, the opposite happens. Metabolism increases, hunger decreases in healthy individuals who have normal leptin re regulation. Um, now, this upregulation and downregulation in your metabolism is called metabolic adaptation or what we were referring to earlier. So the thinking behind diet breaks and refeeds is if eating more upregulates your metabolism and hormones, then taking diet breaks and refeeds means you'll arrive at the end of the diet with a faster metabolism and better hormones, which sounds pretty great, right? But the question here is, does it really work like that? Which of course means we need to dive into a little bit of the science behind refeeds and diet breaks. Now the reality is there hasn't been a ton of research on diet breaks or, or refeeds in the sense we're talking about here. But we do have a few that stands out. First and foremost, we have the recent ice caps trial, um, a one week diet break trial or diet break study, I should say, by Jackson P. Austin colleagues, which seemed to show their effective tool to decrease hunger and desire to eat. And again, this was on one week diet breaks. So a decrease in hunger, of course, means it'll be easier to stick to your diet once you get back to your fat loss phase. And along with decreases in hunger and desire to eat, 
They also showed um, an increased level of fullness, an increased level of satisfaction, and an increased level of alertness after this one week diet break. So again, some really like mostly psychological benefits that we're feeling there, but all things that again, make it a little bit easier to stick to the diet. Now, along with the aforementioned ice cap trial, we have a few other studies that are pretty promising. So we have a study from 2003 that set out to prove that longer diet breaks would be detrimental to weight loss. However, they found out there wasn't a statistically significant difference in weight loss between groups that continuously dieted and those that took diet breaks for the same period of time. So the diet break group spent less total time dieting, but lost the same amount of weight as those who dieted nonstop. Now we also have the Matador study. This study had two groups on a diet. Group one followed the diet for 16 weeks in a 33% calorie deficit. Group two dieted in a 33% calorie deficit followed by two weeks at maintenance calories. Now they alternated between the two until they had completed 16 weeks of dieting. So basically it took group two 32 weeks to, to complete the diet, whereas it took group one 16 weeks. Now at the end of the study, the diet break group lost more fat more weight and seem to see less adaptation in their metabolisms. Um, now it is speculated that a lot of this was self-reported and that's one flaw with many, many studies is a lot of, um, a lot of it is based on self-reporting within food intake. So it is speculated this was a purely like, Hey, the diet break group was able to stick to their diets better when they had these, they knew they had these diet breaks to look forward to. So thus they got better results. And while that may very much be the case, still like it's the end result is what we want, right? So there is still merit to this. And then finally, we have the diet breaks and refeed study or the diet refeed study, I should say. So this study was done by Bill Campbell very recently, and it took two groups through a seven week diet. Group one ate in a 25% calorie deficit for seven weeks straight. Group two ate in a 35% calorie deficit five days per week but every weekend increased calories to maintenance levels via carbohydrates. So the weekly deficit for both groups was equated and they followed this pattern for seven weeks. Long story short, the studies show that the continuous group and the refeed group lost about the same amount of fat mass. So really to conclude this, what the research currently shows us is that refeeds and diet breaks probably aren't quote unquote metabolic magic, but they can be an effective tool to have in your fat loss tool belt. So let's dig into how to actually use refeeds for fat loss. I wanna break this down by refeeds first, um, being the shorter period of time, and then we'll dig into diet breaks being the longer period of time. So basically how we look at refeeds within our online coaching service is as a tool to help you as a client train, train harder and mitigate some of the mental fatigue that comes along with dieting. Now, as mentioned, a refeed is usually one to three days where calories are increased to maintenance levels almost exclusively via carbs. With an increase in carbs on a refeed day, we'll see one, your glycogen stores are replenished. So think basically these are carbs that are stored in your muscles and better help fuel your training. Now, this leads to an improvement in training performance over the next 24 hours due to this increase in available muscle glycogen. We also see an increased sense of mood or an increased sense of well-being, I should say, and improved mood, and a potential drop in water retention. So the stress dieting places on the body can cause levels of the stress hormone cortisol to rise. Now, along with increased cortisol levels can come increased water retention. So a sudden influx of calories can allow your body to basically relax a bit. Cortisol levels drop and the water is flushed out. 
All right, so let's talk some application here. When it comes to diet breaks and refeeds, the estimated length of your diet is very important. So for someone who had a smaller amount of weight to lose, so for example, five to 25 pounds, and could realistically lose said weight in eight to 12 weeks, there's likely not a reason to worry about implementing longer diet breaks. It's likely more beneficial in this case to just get the diet over with so that you can get back to eating and maintenance for good. Now that said again, like your body size here is very important. So let's say you're a 150 pound woman wanting to get to 125 pounds. Losing 25 pounds there is a very large amount of your overall body weight. On the flip side, let's say you're a 240 pound man looking to get to 215 pounds. That's a lot smaller percentage of your, of your overall body weight. One is about 10%, the other is closer to 20% of your overall body weight lost. So again, realize here that like, well, when I say like, hey, you could lose 25 pounds in 12 weeks, for that 250 or 240 pound man, yes, that's realistic. For that 150 pound woman, hey, that's gonna be way too quick. You're probably, you're, you are gonna be more likely to lose muscle tissue during that time, and we probably wanna take things a little bit slower. Um, just important context to throw in there. However, with shorter diet timelines like this, so I would typically say less than 16 weeks, refeeds can be very useful. So the most common times we implement refeeds with online clients are, one, when we see motivation or energy start to drop. So as you get leaner, it's normal to have a bit less energy. Calories are literally energy, so your body is taking in less energy when you're dieting. That said, when energy or motivation are tanking, which can typically lead to adherence issues within the diet, a one to three day refeed is a great way to allow a client to maintain the results they've achieved so far and take a few days to recharge before getting back to the diet. Two, we often use these after hitting weight loss targets. So many of our goal-oriented clients do well knowing, okay, I just have to hit this weight loss target before I can take a three-day refeed. And this is a pretty effective way to split a diet up into manageable chunks. So for example, taking a three-day refeed every three weeks at an interval of five pounds lost, rather than this brutally long journey. So for example, you're gonna diet continuously until you've lost 30 pounds. Right, again, splitting it up into like, hey, I just have to lose five pounds, then I have a quick, I have a, like a three-day refeed where I can kind of um, recharge and then get back to the diet and get back to another like three-week push. Next, typically we'll use these during a more challenging week of training. So even when dieting, you should still be training like you're trying to build muscle. This means that there should still be very challenging days and weeks of training within your program. So for clients that are focused on body recomposition, which is losing fat and building muscle at the same time, instead of just fat loss, where this would be less applicable, we'll often implement a two to three day refeed during an especially hard week of training, typically every four to five weeks. Now weeks like this are when your body's calorie needs in order to actually recover and grow new muscle tissue will be highest, so pairing a refeed with these weeks will aid you as a client's ability to continue to see a body recomposition effect, and typically in this case, almost always like an application, in the most ideal world to replenish muscle glycogen stores, we are gonna bump your calories in a refeed up to maintenance levels, and that increase is gonna come almost exclusively from via carbohydrates, again, to make sure that we're sending carbs to replenish your muscle glycogen stores and you get these increased, um, or you get these improvements in training performance. Next, let's dig into diet breaks. So, as mentioned, a diet break is four days to usually two to three weeks where calories are returned to maintenance levels. Now, during this time, protein should stay at 
0.8 to 1.5 grams per pound of body weight. So basically don't decrease your current protein intake, keep it where it is, is. And any client that's working with us, your protein intake will be within that range. Now, just like with the refeeds, increasing carbs will refill glycogen stores. So it's likely most optimal to increase calories to maintenance almost exclusively via carbs while keeping protein and fat where they were on the diet. All right, so to talk some application here, very similar to what we mentioned before, it doesn't seem that diet breaks are metabolic magic. Um, the Matador studies seem to show a slightly better retention and metabolic rate for those who took diet breaks. Um, so basically their metabolisms were burning approximately 100 calories more per day versus those that didn't take diet breaks at the end of the diet. But we have yet to find a huge difference in metabolism for those that do versus those that don't take diet breaks. That said, diet breaks are very applicable for clients that are new to training in a smart, science-based manner and are very capable of, for at least a few months, building muscle and losing body fat simultaneously, again, what we call body recomposition. So after three to four months of the recomposition process, typically results will start to slow as we can only have the best of both worlds, um, again, building muscle, losing fat simultaneously for so long before we need to choose to focus on pushing your body harder in one specific direction. So typically how this will look, again, let's say you're a client who, let's say you are that client that wants to lose 25 pounds of body fat, but you also wanna add lean muscle tissue. Okay, so for the first three to four months, we very realistically could have pushed you to lose 10 to 15 pounds of body fat and you're building muscle at the same time. But again, there's only so, we only have so long where we can live in this place where we're building muscle and losing fat at the same time before our ability to continue to do so just slows and slows and slows until it doesn't make sense for us to keep pushing for recomp. And we need to choose to either A, having to focus primarily on building muscle tissue or having to focus primarily on losing fat. So after the three to four month mark, it's often helpful to push clients like this into a one to two month diet break. The increase in food dramatically improves your ability to train hard, recover better, and add lean muscle tissue to your frame. Plus, after three to four months of fat loss, most people are getting burned out on dieting. But after one to two months focusing on eating more food and building muscle, most people will feel mentally rejuvenated and ready to finish their diet strong and now have more lean muscle to boot. So essentially, this client would be shifting from three to four months focusing on body recomposition to one to two months focusing on building to three, two to three more months focused on fat loss. At the end of this process, said client would likely be as lean as they had set out to be, but would have also built a considerable amount of lean muscle tissue. So as a whole, their physique would look much different. Now the other area diet breaks are most applicable is with someone primarily focused on fat loss, but with a large amount to lose. Again, dieting just becomes very physically and mentally taxing after two to four months. So oftentimes when you know this is gonna be a longer diet time frame, again, anything longer than 16 weeks, typically we're gonna split the diet up with every eight to 12 weeks, we're gonna take a one to two week diet break. Now trying to diet much longer than this usually leads to adherence issues, which is why you know so many people that are always dieting, but never getting any leaner. We're in this place where I've been trying to push the diet for so long, so I'm on point like five days a week, but I'm so sick of dieting, I'm so burnt out that one to two days a week I completely fall off the wagon, I eat a ton of food, and I set myself back for another week, and people are kind of stuck in this purgatory for literally years. Um, it's a very painful thing to see. But again, this allows a client with a larger amount of weight to lose or a longer diet time frame 
to still spend most of their time dieting and reach their goals relatively quickly, but also makes the diet as a whole seem more manageable and allows the client to reap the physical and mental benefits of diet breaks. And a lot of times these diet breaks work out very well too. Typically every eight to 12 weeks, someone will have like one of our clients. The reality is we work with a lot of normal people who have a lot of things outside of just training and nutrition in their lives. So oftentimes it will align with like, hey, I know most of my clients over the week of Thanksgiving are taking a diet break. My clients in a fat loss phase are or you're traveling, or it's the 4th of July, or whatever it may be, right? Like, we're very flexible within this, so that it also works well to like, hey, we're gonna, gonna just maintain this week, and you have these things going on, so you have more food flexibility during this time. So typically, again, like with that eight to 12 week time frame, we can almost always align it with something like that as well, which again, just makes this more sustainable as a process, right? Um, rather than us just saying, no, it has to be right at 12 weeks on the dot that we take this diet break, um, even if it's like, Hey, that's the week after Thanksgiving, but nope, you got to diet through, right? Like that's a big part of what makes this sustainable and actually doable for so many people. So splitting things up like this and taking diet breaks actually allows you as a client to reach your desired fat loss result quicker than if you had tried to diet straight through. Now, if you're ready to take the guesswork out of achieving your best physique ever, click the link in the show notes to apply for coaching with our team. You'll get the structure, accountability, and expert guidance you need through every step of the process. And that is all I have for y'all for today. As always, thank you for tuning in.